0: Is the art of vibrant living I am so happy that we have Wa here with us today and I'll say more to introduce her in a moment um, thank you to longevity drops our sponsor for this show and I'll tell you more about why I use longevity drops and what's amazing about them later and as this is a new show I will remind y'all new listeners new viewers the art of vibrant living is my opportunity to invite amazing people, and maybe sometimes I'll be on my own to share with you um, how you can create your life into something that is phenomenal, beyond amazing, that's vibrant, that's extraordinary, and it's something that goes beyond raw food, beyond yoga, beyond sound. It's a it's something that requires a mindset and a whole way of being in life, and if uh, this is our first recorded show so not live I will go through all of the comments though so if you have questions for me or Wa, feel free to put them into the comments and I'll come back and respond to you and if you got uh, questions in general for future shows let me know I'm having a ball with it and I'm really grateful for y'all being here interested in creating vibrant lives now (laughs) a mouthful right Um, so to introduce Wa, I'll tell you just first my experience, which is going back a ways now. Uh, I don't know, 15, 20 years, something like that. Um, I heard of this amazing CD and all the people in the yoga, everybody in the yoga world was talking about it. That was back in the day with, when we as yoga teachers were actually using CDs. There was no such <laughs> thing as a playlist. And there was this uh, album called Shavasana Music. And I remember the first time I heard it in a, in a friend's class and I just completely melted and went up to the teacher afterwards and said what was that? And then I heard and then it was only a few months later that I got to go to, uh, I don't know what it was called then, a kirtan maybe or a performance of some sort mm-hmm. um, and got the experience of being with Wa in person and hearing her music. and. Was blown away, and then uh, a few years after that, I invited Wa to come to Bali to our teacher training. And uh, I'll stop talking soon, I promise. One of the things <laughs> m- more that I'll say um, that really impressed me about you, Wa, is your um, you obviously have a great musical acumen, and at the same time, you're very innovative, innovative, innovative and blending of different traditions. You know, you, you're a yoga practitioner and you bring that to it. You have a, a, a lot of musical training and you bring that to it, but not just from the bhakti perspective. You you bring an electric side to it. Um, you, you're really, it feels to me like you're innovating something beyond what, what I've known anyone else in the, in the musical world or in the yoga music world does.
1: Yeah, so. well, I, I started music when I was two and grew up in a musical family. My mother is still a professional violinist, just talk to her. Um, so I had a lot of musical training, but then I started yoga when I was 17. So a lot of people who are in my field, they they like to sing and they like to do meditation, but they don't always run the light through their bodies in a physical practice of yoga. So. Um, A dear friend always used to say, well I I do yoga, I do spontaneous downward facing Shavasana. (laughs) Uh, You may know who that is, (laughs) Krishna does. I managed him for many years, so um, yeah, I mean, vibrant living is really what it's all about. Yoga is continually evolving and uh, I love the space that we're in. I know you all can't see it, but you might be able to, to hear the birds. And hear the water running um, you know you know that you're in vibrant living when there are bees around you butterflies birds uh, when there is a cosmos that is harmonious around you and if that's been killed off it's unlikely that you're going to be able to find uh, vibrant sources of food and water so that's where we start
0: that's a great place to start And I am uh, captivated by um, a specific line that you said there uh, about running the light through your body or running the light through you. Will you you say more what that is? I'm not sure that's familiar for everyone.
1: Yeah, well I teach with my partner Dr. Leary and um, he comes from the Chinese background and you know, I I would be doing yoga in the week-long retreat I'd be doing yoga for maybe three days. And then the, the Qi starts running through people and then I'm like, Oh God, I have to do something that is less intense than yoga. And so like one of the qigong moves to put pull the light through the body is like, you're pulling the light up, right? And then you're allowing the other to come down. So it's just you're pulling up and then you're pulling up. And the other way is then pulling the light down and so you know these are meditative practices but we started calling them alchemical meditation because it's not only that you want to have visualizations or you want to have the mantra moving through um, or you simply want to have that phrase may you be safe, may you be happy, may you be free from harm you know And not just watching the thoughts, but actually, you know, all of those practices are are supposed to bring some kind of alchemical change. In the bloodstream, you're supposed to be able to slow down your brain waves, So you're supposed to be able to move in activity, that's your beta wave, and move into alpha wave, which is like, we're moving into shawasana, and then like, move into the theta wave, which is, you know, deep understanding, slow breathing, you know, which... Only then can lead to this kind of Gamma Sync where you're just like, things just synchronize and they move together. But we have to do that and, you know, I think that these teachings are so important now because we're in this age where everything is fast. The internet is fast, the phones are fast, and that all seems really good until people start canceling, you know, 20 minutes before a year event, then they're like, oh, I can't come. Oh, this person can't come and then things are changing. And then it's like, then it no longer feels like synchronization. Then it feels like chaos. So you have to be able to turn chaos into synchronicity. And that's, these teachings are just so important for doing that. I'm sure you all like already feel that. <laughs> You know, it's like you've been doing these teachings for however long and now it's being put to the test. You know, it's like, can you really walk that talk? Can you really be okay with the diversity that we have? Even though we say we practice diversity, there's such diversity now that almost seems intolerable. And it's like, no, really, like, can you practice diversity? Can you really practice loving kindness with different opinions?
0: yeah Yeah. nicely put (laughs) um, what you said reminded me of one of the injunctives in the yoga realm one of the directives from Patanjali the author of the yoga sutra and by the way um, since uh, I know that we have a diverse group here and you may you all may not know all the terms that we're saying so I'm going to give you a a little quick glossary in a moment Um, first I'll give you one more term though and that is Pratyahara And what this term, the way it's usually translated is withdrawal of the senses and echoing on what Wah was saying, we live in an age, an unprecedented age of information. And it's fast and it's voluminous, there's so much that comes at us all the time. And vibrant living isn't something that you really need to learn because it's something that is inherent to us as beings to all beings and if we were slowed down enough in touch with ourselves in touch with nature enough it would be automatic and hey this incredible jungle of a kooky world we live in right now that's challenging to do so the teachings or the practices that we're talking about are ways to remember and come back to who we are and I'll say one more thing and then I got a question for you uh, why well, use the uh, actually I used it first the expression shavasana before and you all may not know that expression. It's um, although as a yoga teacher, I find that a lot of people don't know chaturanga, which is a really difficult pose. But as soon as I say shavasana, they go, "Oh, I know that one." Um, translated, interestingly, as corpse pose, and it's 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 the also known as the relaxation pose or the integration pose, where you lay on your back. So. When Wa was joking earlier about um, somebody doing uh, spontaneous uh, downward facing shavasana, that's laying on your face. Um, <laughs>
1: falling on your face. Falling on your face.
0: <laughs> um, so, you know, will you say more Wa about um, you know what? Well, well,
1: shavasana is yeah, sure. is a practice of pratyahara. You know, it's it's the first pratyahara that that people learn, and it's it. The idea of withdrawing the senses is actually an exaggeration of sensory experience so that you experience the inner sounds, the inner feelings, the inner visions, um, the inner directive. And so when everything's going great, it's okay for the energy to go really fast. And it's fun. You're just like, yeah, baby, you move, move, move. And then all of a sudden, rah, something, you know something hits and there's some work to do around something. You had a fight with something, something didn't go just right, you got another offer, job offer that was miserable and isn't a match for you. And so then you're like, if you try and go fast when the energy isn't harmonious, then it doesn't feel good. So if you get injured and you continue going fast, that's called pain. <laughs> and if you're in a relationship that isn't a match and you continue to move really fast, that's called, you know, emotional disturbance. And so the idea with Pratyahar is to be able to have something in your toolkit that you can just be like, I know how to do this. I know just the tool. It's not a Phillips head. And no, wait, no. What we need for this is like the flathead screwdriver, or we, we absolutely need pliers. And so, you know, when you come to a beautiful yoga teacher training, uh, the idea is to get a lot of tools in your toolbox so that you can use them. So, you know, when everything's going great and you're able to do all the poses and you're feeling healthy, great. And the moment that, you know, you hurt your shoulder or, you know, you start not liking your friends or maybe your marriage is is, uh, disintegrating, and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm lost. I, 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 I no longer actually know who I am. I, they just told me that I could open and be whoever I wanted to be. And so I went and I did that, and now I'm out on a ledge thinking, who am I? And how am I going to fit back with my friends? Things like, these, these are the kinds of things that happen when you do yoga. There are alchemical cha- changes that happen inside you. And so then, these are the poses and the tools that you can use. And so, Shavasana really isn't different than a nap. You know, it's a conscious nap, but it's nap time. And so if things aren't going well and you need to slow down, one thing that you can do is a 10 minute nap. And you can do it as a guided visualization. You can do it just by, you know, like, you know, sometimes I just take a towel and just like, kind of do a turban over my head in the hotel room so that I can't hear and I just put something over my eyes and just put a pillow over my heart so that I'm not receiving anything. And then I just go into stillness and it's like, if I can just feel myself, it's like this tingling and you're just like... When you finally let go into the universe, then you're like, <sighs> And so Shavasana, even by itself, even without a yoga practice, is just you relaxing into the universe and being able to have a reset. And there are many tools for Pratyahara and they're they're beautiful and they're really good to know because you need to reset. You know, when, when the energy goes off, you know, that's fine if you're going 10 miles an hour, but if you're going 80 miles an hour and the energy's a little off or you blow a tire, it's very different going 80 miles an hour than it is 10. So you're like, okay. So that's the first thing you're here. Now you're learning your first hot Take a breath. So you go, okay, and the second thing is, What's happening here? You know, that, that's your first reset. Now you're professional.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, in some ways what you're pointing to, part of what I'm hearing is all of these practices really are about being present, um, about getting connected to this moment. And it, it's it's really amazing how easy it is to Get excited with the energy that's revving up and in a way go beyond the moment or beyond what's happening so even just now when you you know asked our friends to take a breath like, oh yeah me too hmm you're my he's my
1: friend
2: yes <laughs> and,
0: and you know one of the things that reminds me of uh, you know in a way what we're doing is talking about tools or techniques or ways of remembering who you are remembering your innate vibrancy And practices are most useful when we actually do them. So, (laughs) (laughs) because it's not not usually enough just to know that they exist. Now, and and breath is a great uh, phenomenal example of this because raise your hand right now if you're breathing, right? Everybody's breathing. um, Everybody who's alive. And yet. Until we stop ourselves, or a yoga teacher asks us, or Wa suggests it, are we breathing consciously?
1: Well, but the breathing, breathing digests your food. Your whole body is is a, is a mechanism to digest your experiences. And so, when things are going well, you breathe well. You're like, ah, oh, look, this air so nice, like it's just getting moist as the sun is going down, and it's like. Ah, that's great, and when things are not going well, you're not breathing. It's just like, ah, that's not a full breath. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like, how's it going? Ah, <laughs> and so you're like, okay, hold on. So same thing. So then you, you pause and you're like, okay, let me take a real breath for myself. So then you're like, okay. And so, what was the thing that was ugh, You know. So it's like, I think you already know how to do all this. And really, when you when you do a teacher training, you're just learning. You're learning. You're relearning what you already know. And so you're just fine tuning how to be a human being. And you already know how to do that. You know. It's not like if you don't take the yoga teacher training, then it's like, you know, you'll turn into a monkey. It's like, you're human. <laughs> you know, it's just, you can have a more enjoyable experience and um, a more inclusive experience, or you can have a more elite, exclusive experience. And, you know, Any kind of separation, then it, it leads to something that is not a feeling of oneness. And oneness is, is, is the end-all goal of, of yoga, this feeling of samadhi some means same some means all and so you're absolutely fine with absolutely everything (laughs) and if you're not then you better go down a few notches to some of the other steps Hmm. and get some tools out of your toolkit
0: yeah nicely said well and since Wah has mentioned a couple times the teacher training I'll say a little bit more about that and I started leading teacher trainings about 15 years ago because I saw that there was a potential for yoga yoga practices to be more than just a physical a physical exercise thing which I like and I love the I love getting a workout and it's you know definitely exercise is part of living a vibrant life and there is so much more as we're getting just a tidbit of here into what yoga can be so the the teacher training that was referring to she is um, happily going to be a guest on it as is her partner James and they're going to be bringing some healing work and some sound and some music and you know one of many um, amazing faculty that will be with us and it's a 26 day immersion into remembering what you already know remembering who you are and the thing about that is is well with all humility, I'll say not all teacher trainings are created the same, mm-hmm. and you know it's great to spend 26 days focused on yoga and healing foods and sound and being an incredible community, and, and we're really blessed that we get to do it at Omega Institute in upstate New York, and it's really the, the weaving together of all the elements from the incredible faculty, to the curriculum that works really well, to the, the science of the asana, the physical postures, to the science of the sound, um, to the science of bringing a group of people together, what's known in Sanskrit as satsang. It's, um, I just feel so blessed to be uh, a steward of it in some ways, I'm like, the, I'm like the orchestra conductor and you know I get to lead a lot of it and share a lot about yoga. And then I also get to say, hey, let's bring up some more of Wa, and here's some James, and let's get uh, Edward Clark with Tripsichore Yoga, and and weave that all together. And if you're interested, there's information there. You'll see it on this uh, this broadcast. And you can reach out to me if you want to learn more about it. It's uh, May 2 through 28, 2018. Now, switching gears though. You started music when you were two. Yeah. And you got into yoga when you were seventeen. Mm-hmm. How did those merge, and how are they merged for you now?
1: Yeah, nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, musical family. I relate to life through sound, through music, and when I came to yoga, I came in through these little cassette tapes that I heard. I. There was a friend of the family that was dying of cancer. We used to go to St. John the Divine and listen to him play the flute. And I realize now that he was putting out a meditative um, vibration through his flute, and he just said, just sit. Everything you need is in the music. And so I did, and it was. And when I got into yoga, then I was listening to these cassette tapes from India, and. I couldn't read the li- you know I couldn't it's written in a language that you know script that wasn't English so I didn't know and so it's like Bobinda Bobala, and you know <laughs> which should be Govinda Gopala you know and so I would just I was intrigued like why are they what is this longing that I'm feeling What is? what is it that Is coming through this music, and you know, they say that it's its union with the Divine. And so you sing the names of God, they say, and they say God is within. So somehow that all circles back around to say that you're singing to your own divinity, and you're singing in order to call your own divinity to come forward because you have a choice. This is a free universe. And so you can either choose to be Uh, on a free ride, or you can choose to be in service, you can choose to continue the family imprint, or you can choose to reach for something way higher. And so that's why you would come to Daniel's retreat or or, you know any of those wonderful retreats that are out there is because you're you're saying to the universe, I I I can be more than what you see right now. I can be even more amazing, I can be more developed, I can be more refined, I can bring my gifts out even more. And so the sound as it comes through in the teachings of yoga is something that you do in order to call your own divinity forward. So you sing to Ganesh, and you're like, may everything that has held me back up until this present moment may be washed away. Including my feelings of self-loathing and how much I hated her dress yesterday, and how much I hate politics, and my dad telling me that I would never amount to much. Jaganish, Jaganish, may all that be washed away, so that I can really come forward, and I can really be of service. I can really shine. And so we all have these patterns within us. It's part of being on, on the earth, and so it gives us a chance to rewrite those patterns.
0: Nicely said. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I wonder for y'all. I know you got value out of what Wa shared in the content, and I'm curious if, as you are sitting with it now, if you notice how you feel, and if you if you can be tapped into the way Wa's own consciousness changed as she was speaking and the vibration that comes through. And you know, I feel so blessed with Mm -hmm. the technology that we have these days. That we can communicate this way, and somehow the technology can be a portal for frequency or vibration.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, I went to, uh, it's the with the big bowl, it's the big horseshoe of, of mountains, the canyon.
0: The grand one? Grand Canyon? Not Grand Canyon, the other
1: <laughs> one. <laughs> um, another. Yellowstone is that what it is? There's Yellowstone. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's it's where the the, the big cliff is. But uh, anyway, we're on this sacred Indian land, and we, you know, climb up these cliffs that are a hundred feet high, and, and then we come back down. And my friend Eric Sloane, he says, "Well, now would be a very good time for a chant, don't you think?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, we made it back to solid ground." <laughs> huh. So. We just sat at the base of these enormous cliffs and just sang, you know, so it's, we should sing. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> govinda jaya jaya, gopala jaya jaya,
0: govinda jaya jaya, gopala jaya jaya,
2: Radha Raman Hari, Govinda Jaya Jaya.
0: Radha Raman Hari, Govinda Jaya Jaya.
2: Govinda Jaya Jaya, Govardha jaya jaya. jaya
0: jaya. Govinda Jaya Jaya, Govardha Jaya Jaya.
2: La 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 la, Govinda Jaya
0: Jaya la la la
2: la 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 gobinda jaya jaya la 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 govinda jaya jaya la 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 gobinda jaya jaya gobala jaya jaya
0: gobinda jaya jaya gobala jaya jaya
2: radha rama hari Govinda jaya jaya Radharamanari Govinda jaya jaya Govinda jaya jaya Govinda jaya jaya Govinda jaya jaya Govinda jaya jaya. Go jaya, jaya. Go jaya, jaya. Go jaya jaya I
1: hope you're singing along
0: <laughs> Like I said, you know, the practices that work best are the ones we actually do.
1: Yeah, everything is everything is simple. It's all simple. It's just like it's like breathing, it's like singing, it's like doing a little stretch, it's like worshiping the sun, it's it's like being able to create more space in your body. It, it's 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 just living a magnificent life, that's all. And you can. You can. All those things that are preventing you or, or challenging you and saying no, this isn't going to work out. No, I can't do it. No, the dates don't work. No, my friends aren't right. Like all the reasons that you can't do it are false. Everything that brings you into separation is false. And everything that brings you into oneness, everything that brings you into inclusion, every time you say yes, you're you're honoring the oneness of the universe. So it's it, it's it's easy and it's lovely to be in the company of other people who are opening to their highest version. And if you're not, you're always creating the highest version. So it's never, it, it, it's not good enough that you did all your your learning last year. <laughs> now you have to come and you have to do another training. You have to do another reset because the world has evolved. The world has, or devolved, and it needs your help.
0: And And that's, yeah. I'm glad you said that because you can have an extraordinary life you can and it can be easy and as you create it it's a gift to others because it reminds others what is possible you become part of the solution rather than part of the problem and two things come to mind one of my first yoga teachers said this to me at the beginning of a teacher training said be careful yoga will ruin your life (laughs) and you know what he meant is it will change things and if you step onto the yoga path it's like uh, neo and the matrix choosing to eat the red pill you know you're going you're to things are going to change and some things are going to fall away um, what the life that gets ruined is the life that didn't work or the pain or the suffering and the other thing that it reminds me of is if you want to an extraordinary life if you want a vibrant life then just like what said the training never ends there's always more learning and that's what's beautiful about breath and courses and trainings and being with company that is interested in evolving and dedicated to it is that keeps us growing because life keeps changing that's the way it is you know in a few moments the Sun is gone and there'll be another day and things mm-hmm. just keep changing and the question is are we going to change with it And we don't have to, but if we don't, it hurts. Uh If we do, it feels awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, the the we always I always say that yoga is a path of self-discovery, of self-awareness, self-realization, and the premise of yoga is that the seed already knows what it will become. And so, my thought on all of it, this is that you. You don't need to to learn, you just need to come together in the company of other people who are doing it, come together with people who are allowing their lives to unfold. And that naturally happens around people who come together to practice yoga or to do chanting or meditation. So it's like this, you just, every once in a while you should just reset so that you can be bigger and wider and more brilliant than you were before. And so, you know, it's it's not like you need to learn something new or maybe you will, maybe you'll learn like a few Sanskrit terms for some yoga poses or, you know, maybe you'll learn the words to some chance, but it's it's more about allowing yourself to be bigger, brighter, more amazing and to really step into your life. This is a unique opportunity that is right now, (laughs) you know, (laughs) there's only, there's only right now.
0: Yeah. Every every moment is possible. We get to choose. On that note, I will pause to say thank you to our sponsor Longevity Drops and you know what that's all about longevity drops is herbal medicine concentrated reminders of nature and when we ingest them in those drops you know the substances like chaga and cordyceps and sustanch. what that does is remind us to who we are it connects us back to nature and I love them because it's just you know a few drops brings me back in touch with who I am and You know, it's all natural, the question in some ways is just, are we going to get back to our nature, or how do we choose, when do we choose to get back to our nature, and...
1: The beauty, I'll just interject, that the beauty of those substances is that we have a lot of foods that we eat uh, from the ocean, and we have a lot of foods that we eat from the earth, but there are very few substances that we get from the trees except for, you know, fruit. And so chaga, cordyceps, some of these substances that are in these drops, then these are the food or the essences that are developed by the trees. So, you know, this is putting, putting something really special in your immune system arsenal. Um, there apparently are a few missing pieces that the earth and the ocean can't supply, that the trees can supply. And uh, that includes antioxidants and many other things that are used to combat cancer and autoimmune deficiencies and just toxicity of being alive in an imbalanced net- natural setting
0: yeah well said and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, tip my hat to David Wolfe um, one of the things that I loved about David when we first got to be pals and work together is his commitment to quality and to making things really as good as they can get and that's well evidenced in the longevity drops and that's something I guess that he and I share and part of why I invited him to be faculty on the teacher training too so again that our teacher training vibrant living yoga teacher training May 2 through 28 if you're not into being a yoga teacher perfect you're probably even a better candidate if you just want to transform have fun go deeper into these practices awesome you may find out later on that you actually become a teacher anyway it's interesting how that can happen and if you're wanting to go a little bit smaller four days the radiant life activation is May 2 through 6 also at Omega Institute and you can get all the info for that here and since the the light is getting to that sweet point and my daughter is starting to beckon us toward dinner perhaps we shall um, conclude what? What haven't I asked you or what else would you like to share?
1: You're amazing. Whoever you are out there, you're amazing. Don't let anyone tell you different.
0: And and what happened as soon as she said that in your mind? Did you you say, yeah, I am, that's right, I'm it. Or did your mind go, yeah, not really. And either way is okay. Um, The former, the first one, though, is closer to the truth and feels a lot better. And I happen to greatly concur with Wa on that. Um, part of why I feel so blessed to to teach and be able to share is because the people that that tune in, the people that come are you know with a dedication to creating vibrant lives are the solution on the planet. they're uplifting us all.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you'll, you'll
1: meet wonderful people too <laughs> you know. Daniel, Daniel has all the people from Bali and Japan, and it'll be a very diverse group of people. It'll be very international. Uh, it'll be a wonderful community of people uh, it, that will enrich your life greatly. So, Forever. If you haven't signed up yet, you definitely should. <laughs> we're, we're like so psyched about it. <laughs> yeah. So hope to see you there.
0: And well thank you for thank you. Uh, taking time and being with us today, and for being such a uh conductor of light yourself in the world and sharing with us
2: namaste and y'all
0: thanks for tuning in thanks for being interested and activated in a vibrant life i'm daniel aaron this has been the art of vibrant living and we'll see you soon